Hey there, welcome to ATL and 29 of Peach Troops podcast where we look at the NBA from the starting point of Atlanta. My name is Kevin Chenard. I'm here with Glenn Willis. We are four games into Summer League, one game to go, Saturday, 3 p.m. Eastern. Uh, Glenn, how did the Hawks turn it around and get back to 500? Uh, well, I guess they got a great second half against uh, a bench score, which, you know, is something the Hawks are going to need in the regular season, but that's for the later podcast, I guess. But uh, yeah, Mr. Uh, Etienne had quite a uh, quite a uh, shooting performance. Um, Tyson Etienne out of, out of Wichita State. I had to go um, remind everyone today that he is on Exhibit 10 contract with the Hawks, which means he should, at least that's reported. I don't think it's been official. Uh, I, mean, I haven't seen it official anywhere, but it was reported. It I mean, reliable. they never make those official, I don't think, until they just announce the camp roster. Right, which will happen, what, like early September, probably? Something like probably. that. Probably, yeah. Right. Uh, but, but he should be in camp with the, with, with, with the team. I, I don't think there's any chance he'll be uh, on a two-way contract <laughs> or, or anything like that. But he certainly uh, you know, had a nice like, half for himself today, came up with a winning bucket. Uh Hawks needed this summer. The Hawks team needed some shooting, and he certainly brought that in uh, in in uh, in a bunch today. So it was it was a fun game to watch, and it was fun to watch him. Uh, what do you make of? I guess like a change in that starting lineup before Game Three. We we saw Cabo go out, Tillman in, uh, Sean D. Brown moved to power forward, and Ayayi was starting. <laughs> Right. Uh, how how did that change things for for what we saw? I just think guys were in a in a more natural role and they had more defensive coverage. I think AIA and, and Brown give you really good coverage at the three and the four. Yeah. There and then and Tillman you know, has a, a, a lot more speed um, than Kava, and so I think they fit the scheme they've been running. I mean, I think uh, Alpha's been doing a, a, a decent job considering the scheme's not really good fit for him. He's, you know, mm-hmm. more of a drop big, but he's been working hard and, and trying to kind of make it work. And I don't think he's been bad uh, in that scheme, but I think uh, Tillman gives them kind of exactly what they're looking for, which really isn't a surprise. Cause like we, on the last time we, you and I talked, this was, they ran a college park last year. Tillman was part of that and all that. So, so, so yeah, I, you know, I thought that that change was good. And I, I also think it kind of freed up, Tyrese Martin to, to have a little bit more kind of space to to um to function and attack with um Ayayi being a guy who plays almost completely off the ball uh on offense and Shandi kind of rolling uh, moving to what I think is a, a bit of a more natural offensive position for him at the four created just a lot more spacing um uh for Martin and I think that was one of the reasons we, we've seen really good play from Tyrese Martin the last two games absolutely I think you know all three sort of loosened up the court uh you know Ayayi, he's playing off the ball but he's a really good cutter really good and shandy gives a, a lot more offense at the power forward spot than george's hunt i think and and ball handling and that just really uh gave him a lot better look but uh where let, let's let's refresh a little bit on sharif cooper and his contract status and you know where we are with respect to him yeah, so he's technically a restricted free agent, but he, you know, coming off of a two way, that um, the term you'll hear is in, in the res- guys coming off of two ways and then become restricted free agents are in two way hell because basically, um, 
all the Hawks would have to do to kind of bring him back, no matter what what kind of offer sheet he signed with someone else, would be to bring him back right on two way. So the Hawks could always always kind of pull him back. That's my understanding. That's the way it's always been explained to me. I can't go point at a a document, you know, that kind of lays that out. But that's um, you know, a lot of times teams who want to get a guy on a two way will commit to bumping him off the two way at the very end of the season if there's a roster spot available to get that player out of the situation to make them a true free agent. Um, it's not unusual to see a guy coming off of his rookie deal kind of stay in that that funky restricted free agency space. But you know, I, you know, I've asked the people ask me on Twitter like, is Sharif going to get a real contract? And I and I would have thought before summer league that maybe they were going to do that. that they seemed really invested in him. You know, they you know built a lot of the offense around him last year in College Park, and um, and he's a popular player with kind of with the local fan base and all that sort of stuff. But uh, it. Now I, I think he might be headed back to a two-way. And, you know, based on what we've seen, you kind of start to ask yourself, like, could they do better with the two-way? You know, what's really going to happen here? I don't know. I, I, I still I think they keep him, right? Um, you know, in the organization in, in, in some way, whether it's a two-way or a non-guaranteed contract or whatever that might look like. Um, but, yeah, I mean – like we said last time, he's better than this. He, he had a he had a little he had a few good stretches today, but I I just can't, I can't see him really doing better than being on a two way unless Travis is just going to be like we want to do right by this local kid that's really popular with the fan base and we'll, we'll get him a, get him onto a non guaranteed contract. But it's it's going to be a non guaranteed contract or two way in my view. I can't really see how another way it kind of plays out. Yeah, and it's it's tricky. For a few reasons, like first of all, one one of the two way uh, deals is already tied up. That's Sean D. Brown, right? Um, so that you know, you only get two of those. One's already occupied. The Hawks are very. I mean, I guess, uh, I think abstractly they're under the tax, but by the time you figure in that they have to have fourteen contracts on the roster to start the season. They're going to be over the tax and they can opt not to carry a 15th person if they're worried about the tax and that situation helps them. So, you know, they, they might not be itching to, to add roster spots either. If, if the tax is an issue. Yeah. Agreed. They're not just going to go senselessly over the tax. Just, well, you know, we could have the 15th guy. Like there's no way they're going to do that. if, If it involves going into the tax for person number 15. Yeah, I think most most teams don't worry about entering the season a little over if they feel like they have a path to get under. Usually, yeah. by the trade deadline is is kind of the target there. We right. talked about we talked about a few ways that they could do that. So, right, I and mean, I think some of those ways, you know, like having that extra salary would impede it. Like if if they're going to end yeah. up four million over, they don't want to carry that fifteenth body because it might mean you know trading Harkless before the deadline, and that you know whatever his salary slot is. If you add that extra juice to it, he might not be enough to get you under. Agreed. Yep. To- totally agreed. Yeah. And so it's, it's going to be tricky, but like when you look at the roster, you know, I think, I think, I don't have it right in front of me. I think 13 spots are occupied right now. If I have that number right, I think. Um, and a one, two way is occupied. Uh, the 13 doesn't count Martin because I don't think Martin has signed a contract right. yet. But as far as I, so he, if he got a regular contract, that would be 14th. If he got the other two way, then you wonder what happens with Sharif, right? So, Mm -hmm. so that, that puts them some way you kind of thinking like, well, they're kind of at 14, right? 
And from that, if they, assuming they're going to keep Sharif and Martin, which gives you that last spot you were just talking about. And in my mind, this team needs another real point guard, you know? And so I don't know how that resolves itself. If you're going to st- obviously start trading DeJounte, um, even if you stagger them a lot, you've got to have a contingency where another guy can come out and play that position when you need that from him. And, and so, you know, in addition to that, I, I think the team could use in one a little bit more shooting on the wing. And so I, I think the ideal 15th guy, if the financial aspect can work out is, and I've said this before, a guy who can play point guard, but doesn't have to play point guard and can shoot some. And I thought that kind of the perfect guy who was out there, uh, I, I mean, as I doubted he would play for a minimum on a team that's not a contender, but it was Austin Rivers was kind of the example. Like he can play point guard, but he doesn't have to play point guard. He's got some size. He can defend. He could shoot a little bit like that, but he went them in the Timberwolves today. Right. So do we know know that his deal was a minimum? I I haven't looked at it, but Mm -hmm. my thought process wasn't that he wouldn't play for a minimum for anyone, but I thought he wouldn't do it for a team. That's not a, you know, kind of seen as one of the real, uh, you know, contenders, you know, which which I, I don't think, well, I'm not saying Hawks fans should or shouldn't view their team like whatever, right. but I think NBA players are viewing it like that's not a team to kind of take a discount to go play for mm-hmm. um, and stuff like that. So, I mean, it's going to be really interesting because, the, you know, I, my, I, got the, I got the feeling watching Shondi Brown the first three games that they were kind of giving him a chance to show what he could do at the wing, right? Right. Could he bring enough juice there? And, I, and, I, and despite the fact that he's, a helpful player and all that. He's not as good enough ball handler. He's not, he doesn't have enough creation um, for what you need at the wing. He's a, he's a guy you put in the weak side corner and he'll catch and shoot and kind of space the floor over there and, and do some kind of basic things, but I don't, I, for what they need, you know, right. without Herder, you know, I think they need a guy who can play some at one, some at two, can shoot some um, is valuable and kind of uh, knows what he's doing, whether he's at the one or the two, uh, and you know, I mean, is like Facundo Campazzo, is that is that a guy you know that they could kind of look at? So, but at, to your point, are they going to fill that fifteenth spot like right off the bat, you know, or not? So it's going to be interesting to see. But to bring you back to the summer league team, there's no one on this roster, there's no one on this summer league team that I see being a factor for a real contract unless Tyrese Martin gets one. In my mind, yeah, that sounds right. And and to backtrack a little bit. You know, with the experiment it, uh, for Shandy as, as sort of a wing in those first two games, like the rest of the lineup that they put around him wasn't wasn't ideal for him to be in that role. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I, I think he's got a little more juice than what he was able to show. Like, if Sharif is absolutely kicking cans out there and you've got, you know, Kaba and George Hunt out there with him, it's like, you know, and, and Tyrese Martin playing his first games ever, it's... <laughs> It wasn't really the optimal situation. It was, like, it, I it, wouldn't completely it give up on it. Yeah. Just based uh, on those. Yeah. I just mean, like, I, I don't think I could be part of the plan entering the season, whether he makes a progress or yeah, whatever. That's, you know, that's there. So, um, but, but I mean, watching Martin, it made me wonder, like, could he play? Is, I've, I found myself asking the question, like, is he going to get more minutes than Jalen got last year? You know, I mean, there's opportunity there. I mean, there's a difference, too. Like, he's 23, I think. Right. And, and he's Jalen was 19. 
and he's not playing a defensive position that's super taxing. Like, like you're for it's hard for young guys to play the four and the five defensively in the NBA. Really hard. And so at the wing, yeah, I could see that being a little bit more kind of kind of manageable. Um, but yeah, it's like I mean, they need they need wing depth, and, and maybe Martin's a factor at some point. I, you have to love his aggressiveness and his willingness to put the ball on the floor and kind of attack his guy and. And all that sort of stuff. He was willing just to go mix it up as a rebounder and, you know, uh, and all that. Now, I mean, you know, he's still a rookie. And, you know, when they have some tolerance there, we'll, we'll kind of see how that goes. And a lot of, I think a lot of that will be, be impacted by how ready A.J. Griffin is to, to play some this year, too. So it's going to be interesting to see how that shakes out. But I'm nervous for the Hawks to go in with their current set of guards without finding some, some other guy to come in and, and be in the mix there. Um, but we, we have time to kind of watch and see what happens around that. There still could be a trade that happens at some point. We don't know. That seems kind of really quiet now, but crazy things happen. So who knows? So we got the AJ Griffin unofficial update from Nate McMillan talking on the broadcast. He said that, after Griffin was drafted, he came to Atlanta right away, uh, did workouts for a few days right up until the first day of, I guess, what he called practice. So we are, I think, you know, there were multiple people here to work out with him. And he said, you know, he was sore, I guess, after the first day of that mm-hmm. practice scenario and has been essentially shelved ever since. Uh, I think he's officially still day to day, so he could theoretically play in the fifth summer league game. But he also just said that they had MRI results. Uh, or I guess Nate called it an X-ray. I think he uh, meant MRI. But I, yeah, he, I, we've 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 been through this before. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think you know Nate just calls every scan an X-ray, which that's what, is that's not what they were uncommon. In 19, that's what they were in the 1980s. Exactly. So. <laughs> every every scan we call an X-ray. So it was probably more advanced than that, and it was an MRI. But either way, they've done the scanning. That he said they're not worried about it. They're just sort of. Uh, keeping him out as an as an abun- abundance of caution sort of thing, but back to Martin. Uh, if you sort of look at his game and break it down a little bit by little bit, what do you like? What does he have to get better at? Uh, what what has surprised you uh, from you know what was known about him coming out of college to now? I think the surprising thing is just especially because of how rough he was on offense in game one. It, I mean, everyone was, you know, we've talked about that, but just how quickly he bounced back and stayed aggressive in game two and really kept attacking. Um, and so for me, having watched the Hawks team where, you know, you, you wish their wings would be a little bit more aggressive and, and all of that, it, he just kind of jumps out at you. as like, wow, that's not to say what he's doing in the summer league is going to translate <laughs> his right. first season to, right. But it still kind of just jumps out at you as like something that's differentiated from you know some of what we've seen from the Hawks wings the last years. Uh, so his handle is a little more reliable than I thought. He's more physical than I would have expected. I, mean, I knew he was a fairly physical guy in college, but that's that's not unusual. Like you mentioned his age for like guys that are a little older to be comfortable being physical, um, especially their last year or two or what have you uh, uh, in, in college. Um, but his Craft kind of, you know, getting to the rim, creating a shot at the rim, a decent shot at the rim, 
uh, making a certain amount of those um, and just good feel for kind of what space he has to operate. And I mean, if you, I mean, not to get too much in the details, but, but the the real nuance that I enjoyed was that when his defender gave him a little space, he consumed that space like right away. He, he jumped right in that space and took that leverage, which, I mean, you just don't see a lot of guys that, um, you know, their first kind of uh, time playing in the professional ranks and kind of an NBA ecosystem doing that. So, I mean, like when he, he really noticed like the, when he got an angle, when he got the space and he used it like every single time. And that, that surprised me. Um, and uh, it was, was kind of, kind of fun to watch on, on defense. I think he still has a lot of work to do on angles and containment. I mean, the Hawks were, at different times, kind of a mess, but they were playing a very aggressive scheme, and so the the the, the off ball help and the support wasn't all hasn't always been there in the right spot. Not a surprise; guys haven't played together and some really young guys and stuff. But um, I, I think he's a guy who's going to be stronger a little bit. If you think about like Bogey, like Bogey's more has more strength as a defender and not so much quickness. I, I don't want to say Martin doesn't have quickness, but we'll have to see. Uh, whether he can kind of master the, the angles he needs to master to see if kind of he could apply what quickness he has there. So um, he looks like a guy that could be a factor at some point. And I think that's an incredible get at 51. Yeah, he does. He does a lot of good stuff with the ball. Like, you know, when he's got the ball on the move, he, like you said, he, he consumes the space, but then at the end of his drives, he has a good sense of, uh, you know, I've done enough to get around this person and I'll, you know, make my attempt at a layup versus, okay, the defender stayed in front of me. I'm going to decelerate, you know, make sure that there's some contact so that I can then, you know, get a little bit of space and, and fall back for a leaner. Like he, he just has a very good knack of when to do which one. Right. He's, he's, you know, we mentioned IIE cutting, but like, when he has cut, like he's made some really good decisions. Like if he, if he saw that help coming and there was a cutter behind, he's made some good passes on the move too. So geez, like, I know, you know, summer league is not the regular thing, but uh, in terms of like making decisions with the ball in his hands, I'm really impressed. Yeah. Same. Hey, he's been their best player, right? I, I would say so. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I've I've liked Sean D. Brown, but I think that we've seen honestly a little more consistency, you know, through all four games. Yeah. And and, and impact, you know, and things like that. So but I mean Shawnee's a better basketball player than Martin is right now. I, I think that's fair. I think yeah. part of that was giving him an opportunity to play in the wing and and things like that. So so yeah, it's there was like an instance today where it was kind of hard how to 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 pin exactly what went wrong but i think part of it was that you know martin was trying to attack from uh like the elbow you know extended out to three point lines he's uh on the wing and shondi was in the corner and it felt like that tyrese had maybe gotten a little too close to the corner but shondi needed to clear the corner and he didn't, and that extra defender got in Tyrese's way, and that was one of the few times that Tyrese, you know, tried to do something with a dribble, and it it didn't go well because it was essentially a double team at that point, and he just took it. And he's a perfectionist; like he gets mad, 
with basketball offense. He's he's got like you know you know like the Arthur like bald fist meme. He kind of does yeah. that when stuff goes bad. He kind of puts his arms straight out and makes like a fist like mm, and grimace. You know, uh, you know, kind of shows his teeth like mm, that bugged me. Yeah, yeah, and I mean it's kind of funny because what that tells you is that when and this is this is important to me like for at least. I don't want to sound like egotistical, but the way I watch basketball, when something goes wrong, he knows it right away. That, that there was a missed opportunity or something went wrong, and he's frustrated by it. That, that shows his competitiveness and just his acuity, kind of sensing, you know, when there was an opportunity to do something and the, and the execution was off or whatever that is. And again, the, a guy with his experience, um, you know, uh, don't always um, don't always see that kind of kind of right away. So yeah. All right, Jolie, Jolie. <laughs> I, I, go. What, what do you want to say about him in passing since summer league time is short? Yeah, so I I, I said on Twitter today, if he were 6'7", 6'8", 220, I think he'd be a no-doubt NBA player. Um, but he's 6'5", like 180, 185, probably, I think somewhere in there. And, and, and <clears throat> when you're a smaller wing or, or a guard, as we might call him, you just need more, need more offensive juice than he has, but that's not to say he can't ever figure it out, but man, you love his defensive activity. I, I, I mentioned on Twitter today, I still haven't seen him make any uh, mistake and help defense. He's, I mean, he is all, he's pro, not only is he in the right spot, but he's early when it makes sense to be early. He's, you know, flashing to the front of the restricted area when he's, you know, low man on the weak side and kind of just, you know, de- disincentivizing other people from kind of coming in there and all that, you know, deflection, steals, pushing the ball in transition, I just wish, you know, for him, he had a little bit more juice in the half-court offense because at his size, he needs more of that. Um, but, I mean, you, you kind of think about how could this work if, if there were a team, you know, say one or two years down the, the road, if he's further developed, ball handling, shooting, you know, et cetera, et cetera. If there, there was a team that was built around a big wing creator, you know, he, he might fit, you know, kind of kind of there. So I, I'd and love like, to see Like a hunt. Denver, like you could take that cutting and like, for sure, you put That's him great. put him next to Jokic, and that would you know that could be a good fit. Absolutely, or or like in in Miami with you know whether they play three Bam and to a lesser degree and things like that. But I mean, I'm I'm rooting for the guy because I mean I love the way he plays. He's a, he's fun to watch and all that. He's got some steps to make. I'd love for the Hawks to you know land him on in the Exhibit Ten and have him in College Park and see how he could kind of fit in the system because you know we all know the Hawks could use some more cutting on offense, you know, and some and movement and, and he's very willing to do that. So fun guy, not, not definitely not ready to be a factor in the NBA, but I think he'll be on a camp contract with someone, whether it's the Hawks or someone else, you know. All right. Uh, is, is there anything with regard to summer league that we've missed or anything else too? I mean, I guess AJ Griffin update we already covered, but. Well, I mean, I don't wanted to hit on a Kim Joe didn't play today and so I didn't throw anything. So I'm proud of myself for, for that um but you know um the way summer league works is that you know chris clemens is w- one of the guys who has more uh, uh, on this well summer league team that has quite a bit of equity and so he, he chris, they had to play chris clemens because chris clemens has just got too much equity um to you, you can't get chris clemens on your summer league team and not play him that's just not gonna not gonna work he needs to be seen by european leagues and other nba teams and things like that so i think that was just a kind of a factor there um and so you know we've gone there before but we talked about Sharif we talked about the IE Martin 
Sean, do you, you know, I think the last time we talked, Tillman probably gets a camp contract with someone, you know, don't know who that might be. And I, and I felt to mention this, but uh, you know, Marcus George's hunt, I think he gets a camp contract too. And I mentioned this um, earlier today. I mean, he has a reputation of being like a guy that goes 100% at practice every single day, all the time. And th- there's just a benefit to having a guy like that, you know, at practice every day. A guy who's in the, you know, on a camp contract, spot 16, 17, 18, 20, you know, on the 20-man roster. And he will just kind of come in and bust his rear end and practice hard. So I think that gets him on a camp, camp contract with someone. And then, uh, you know, Etienne is, was not a great shooter in college. I mean, he's not, he wasn't the shooter that we saw today, but I mean, you know, at, at Wichita State, you know, he wasn't, uh, wasn't heavy just to catch and shoot. So, you know, if he can kind of refine his game to be a more catch and shoot guy, I could, I could see him being a higher, you know, more efficient shooter in that way. So as he goes into camp with the Hawks, it'd be interesting to watch. Um, so yeah, just, I mean, the first, the games have gotten progressively more fun, I think, for the most part. Uh, apart from the Sharif watching. Um, and uh, I think they I think they have one more game, which will be on Saturday, I think. So yep. one more chance to watch the team. I don't know if you had thoughts on the whole uh, DeAndre Ayton uh, kind of deal. I don't, I don't know that there's much to, much to share there, but it's new, so I thought I'd at least ask. Yeah, no, not – I mean, no real strong opinions. I... Sons did what they had to do. Yeah, I mean – that's now it's uh is up to the Suns to kind of make nice. It's not an altogether unlike what we've we've seen in in the Hawks version, which is, you know, they might now need to bring John Collins back into the fold after his name right. was seemingly in 150 rumors. So, uh, you know, if if you got the right people and they're good basketball players and good people and everybody gets along, then you know we'll we'll forget this in a couple months and. Yeah. You know, I can't really see either side being unhappy. Uh, right. You know, Aiton got his max contract and the Suns got, you know, felt out the market for what it was and brought him back and they can't trade him for a year. So, uh, you know, it, it could be, I mean, it wouldn't be the most shocking thing if they just kind of kept him for a year. Like, yeah. uh, I think they could know, trade him if he consents, I think. I don't know that I'm not, I, I wouldn't even be able to say. I think that's right. Okay. Uh, yeah. Hey, he may be, he may not be able to be dealt till Jan 15 now, I, I think. Is yeah. That okay. Yeah. yeah but, yeah. but after, which is, we'll should give them like what, six or seven weeks if they wanted to, if he were to consent to that. But I, I, as I mentioned on Twitter today, it's almost impossible to move a guy at that level in the middle of the season and get value because everybody's rosters are locked right. up. I would have suspected he'd and... be there for a year, but agree. Yeah, agree. I wouldn't be shocked if they, I wouldn't be shocked if they trade him next off season if they're feeling yeah. like you know tax pressure. They get that huge Chris Paul contract. I don't think Sarver has a reputation as somebody who's just ready to pay and pay and pay. So like this could just be a keep your asset and you know, deal with it for a year and, and, and we'll see what happens 12 months from now. But, uh, and he was the know. number one overall pick. <laughs> you yeah. can't lose that. You, for you nothing. can't That's just say crazy. goodbye right there. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then this may or may not affect the KB market, you know, who knows, but well, that's, to yeah, me, that's... it kind of takes the suns out of the running. Cause I, I can't imagine them putting right. a package together without eight and beginning. So, yeah. but we'll, we'll see what happens there. I mean, I think people I listen to 
and talk to her like I think Katie might be playing for the Nets when the season starts, you know. So, but we got we got time to watch that. So. Well, all right. I uh, appreciate your time here. Thank you, Kevin. Yeah, look forward to watching the last game on Saturday and then uh, uh, figuring out the way to pass the time until uh, camp Uh-oh. starts. <laughs> Podcast content. We'll have to. We'll have to see. I don't know. Yeah. I'm up. sure we'll. I'm sure we'll find something to talk about. Need some some slop season. And yeah, indeed. <laughs> have a good night. Thanks, Kevin. <laughs>